We are caught up with a sense of empathy for the hero, and we go with them on this same journey. So we experience not just the struggles mentally that they're going through, we experience the emotional struggles. And this is where a movie works really well, storytelling really works, uh, where it touches the heart. And as our heart is opened, we also accept the truths that are embedded in the story. Welcome to Faith and Culture, a production of the Augustine Institute. Every week, we explore the glory of the Catholic faith and the beauty of Catholic culture. And now, here's the host of Faith and Culture, Joseph Pierce. Hello, I'm Joseph Pierce, and welcome to another Faith and Culture podcast with the Augustine Institute. My guest today is my good friend, Father Dwight Longenecker, um, and today we're going to be discussing our favorite movies, or more to the point, Father Dwight's favorite movies, and I'll chime in insofar as I know much about them. Well, that's because your favorite movie is Mary Poppins, right? (laughs) Well, you let let my secret out. You let my secret out, Father. Actually, Mary Poppins has some good things in it. it does. Actually, yes, it does. but that, that's 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 perhaps for another discussion. But um, before we perhaps we discuss your five favorite movies, um, perhaps we should talk more generally about about movies and about fi- the, the medium of film, and to what extent does it convey the power of story, and what's good about that, what's bad about that? Uh, should we be preaching in in film? Should we should we be, should we be making a point? Can we make a point without preaching, etc.? Over to you, Father. Yeah, well, um, really, movies, and when we call, say movies, we're talking about film and television, because television now with streaming has expanded the whole medium that much more. One of my sons explained about the new series on streaming where, where there's a, a storyline that follows over maybe five or ten episodes or three or four different, actually, um, sort of series that, that come out, that they're extending the storytelling really quite effectively. Whereas uh, he described it as a 10-hour movie rather than a two-hour movie. Right, right. And so these uh, new ways of storytelling are extremely powerful, and I I believe they are the way we tell stories today predominantly, that um, for the mass audience, for the the huge numbers who attend movies and watch movies on on TV or in the cinema or or on television, that's, that's where the storytelling is really taking place. And I emphasize storytelling because... Almost every story will carry a theme of some sort, but a theme is different from a message. Uh, there's that old uh, anecdote from Hollywood where one of the old uh, Hollywood m- moguls, uh, Sam Goldwyn or one of these people, sort of barked out through a cigar, you want to send a message, call Wells Fargo. <laughs> In other words, tell a good story, don't give me a message. Right. And when I say that, Christian um, screenwriters, movie makers, tend to fall into the trap of saying we want to make give a message here. We want right. to preach a sermon, and that falls flat. Not necessarily because the audience disagree with your your message, but it's just not a good movie. Right. And so instead, the incarnational principle comes into effect where. God tells his story uh, through real people and real events in their lives. And, of course, his great story is his own son, who is the Word made flesh. And so a story uh, is, therefore, uh, the truth embedded and enfleshed in in, uh, whatever the story, however the story unfolds. Yeah, okay, great. Well, that having sort of discussed the art of storytelling through the medium of film, 
Um, let's go on to the, 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 I asked you what your five favorite movies were and you've given me those. So let's begin with the first on that, uh, a somewhat dark film, I, I would think to start us off, but you may disagree. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, it is. And this allows us to, to discuss for a minute about how, um, the darker elements of our, of our human experience are dealt with in films. Some Christians will say, oh, you can't have any violence or sexual elements or strong language or whatever. That's all, um, terrible. And of course, when we have a younger children and, and a younger audience, we need to be sensitive to those things. However, adults should be able to face some of the darker elements of, of our human condition and human experience um, in movies in a mature way and understanding that unless you go down into the depths, uh, you're not really going to grapple with the human condition and, and really see these things uh, as they really are. And Shawshank Redemption is a classic movie now, and um, it's one where you're dealing with adultery and you're dealing with uh, murder and, and um, you're dealing with despair in which um, the main character is incarcerated for the murder of his wife, but he's innocent. And he goes through the hardships of a, a brutal prison regime. Uh, and there's some real nasty stuff in this movie, um, which is not explicit, but it's, but it's, it's tough. Right. Um, and I won't spoil it, but if people haven't seen it, but of course it ends in, in, in a very redemptive moment right. and, and it ends in a moment of hope and explicitly so in the last final um, moments of the movie. It's a well-made movie. It's beautifully acted. It's well-written. It, it deserves to be a great classic. Uh, and it's a perfect example, too, of really genuinely moral Christian themes which are embedded very deeply in the story. Um, and, and the theme of the whole thing is hope, and it comes through um, in almost every frame of the picture. And I, I would say, you know, just uh, uh, by way of a warning, that um, we are not recommending anybody to watch these films. If you are very sensitive and you have that sensibility is going to find this offensive, then be aware of that and check the movie out before you watch it. But we are, as, as Father Dwight says, we know that, that, uh, that in all storytelling whether it's in print or in or, or movies that, uh, that 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 sin and evil and ugliness have to be uh confronted uh even if we're affronted by, by it and the key thing is you know is it is this darkness and ugliness and evil uh celebrated uh is it seductive or, or do we see it as something which is dis destructive uh, and and is there an element of hope or redemption in it? And as you say, in, in the, the Shawshank Redemption, there is very much uh, an element of uh, of hope and redemption uh, at the end. Okay, on to your um, second choice in your five favorite movies, and you've chosen Gladiator. So, uh, what does this have the um, uh, the place of honor in your top five? But again, uh, it's a, an excellent piece of filmmaking. Gladiator is well written. It's well acted. Uh, it's full of um, great themes of courage uh, and resilience. And what's interesting about it is that it's set in uh, the Roman time period, and the hero uh, is religious, but his religion is Roman paganism. He he carries with him, for instance, little um, figurines representing his gods. And he, in various times in the movie, he actually lights candles, and and it's obviously praying uh, in the middle of all this, praying to his pagan gods but um, he's a, a noble person and a, he's a hero um, and he puts his family first and he fights for what's um, good and right and true in the face of tyranny and cruelty and bloodshed and therefore these things come together in a, in a really wonderful piece of filmmaking 
the writer, um, as it happens, was brought up, uh, he's an Englishman, and he's uh, uh, was brought up as a Catholic, went to Downside School, and um, Nicholson. And um, the, the film, again, portrays uh, great heroism and, and great courage, and is worth watching on for, for that element alone. But also uh, in Gladiator, and again, listeners should be warned that there's, again, there's there's violence in, in the film and, and uh, betrayal. You see the human condition before uh, Christianity dominates the empire. You see uh, the, the pagan uh, condition of violence and, and uh, bloodshed and uh, revenge and rivalry and all these things brewing around in this film. And the, but you see emerging from that this, this sense of courage and loyalty, which is heroic. Right, and redemptive in some yeah. way. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, but for the first two, two films, uh, Shawshank Redemption and, and Gladiator, um, certainly any Christian element within them is subsumed within the story. But, but for your next choice, in fact, for your next two choices, uh, we, we can say that the uh, the Christianity, and indeed specifically the Catholic Christianity, is, is very much uh, to the fore, should we say. And so the third of your selection is, is, is that, that wonderful film, The Mission. Yeah, the mission was actually written by the same uh, screenwriter as uh, my fourth choice, which is Man for All Seasons. Um, and Bolt was a a playwright and then a screenwriter. And he said that he was an atheist. But it's very interesting because his two greatest works, which are the mission and uh, the film The Mission and the play and then the film The Man for All Seasons, are definitely um, Catholic films. Mm-hmm. But... I think they're strongest in their Catholicism almost because he's not a Catholic. Right, it's almost as if, I mean, to, to, to borrow a phrase from Flannery O'Connor, that, you know, if he is an atheist, he's very much a, a Christ-haunted atheist because these two films certainly show someone's haunted by, by by Christ and by his church. He is, it is, and he has said about both of these films that he was fascinated by um, the human capability of standing up for what you believe in the face of tyranny or in the face of wrongdoing, in the face of an establishment which is overwhelming in its cruelty and its selfishness and its greed. And of course, in both of these films, we see that that's exactly the conflict. And one which motivates and and, uh, drives us all the time, because this conflict is always there, the conflict between the kingdom of this world and the kingdom of our Lord. And uh, how are you going to stand up to the tyranny and the um, oppression and the persecution, and where will you find your courage to do that? And in both of these films, we see that it's complicated, that it's very, uh, the the loyalties are are stretched uh, in each of these. And in in both films, and I'll talk about both of them, therefore, The Man for All Seasons, which tells the story of St. Thomas More, and The Mission, uh, which is set in... 17th century uh, Latin America, in which the the Jesuit missionaries are struggling against the oppression of the slaveholders. Uh, And the the Vatican is put into a situation of having to side with one or the other and is caught up in the politics of the day. At the same time, there are family tensions. Thomas More has the loyalty to his wife and family uh, in contrast to his loyalty to the the Lord. Uh, And likewise, the, the hero in the mission uh, has got his loyalties to his brother and to his family. And so all of these different loyalties are played out together um, and show the, he, the both films show the conflict between all of these. And in the end, I think um, Bolt would have said that he chose these Catholic themes because, well, it was the Catholics uh, who stood up most heroically 
in these situations uh, and made the right choices. Yeah, I mean, I think it's Solzhenitsyn that said that the battle between good and evil takes place within the heart of each individual man. And I do, I do think that both of those films, The Mission and Man Four Seasons, show this battle raging in the heart or the hearts of the, the, the main protagonists. And, and it does. And what interests me about the chemistry of, of, of all this, uh, of storytelling, is that we are caught up with empathy. We're caught up with a, a sense of empathy for the hero, and we go with them on this same journey. So we experience not just the... Um, the struggles mentally that they're going through. We experience the emotional struggles. Right. Uh, and this is where a movie ro- works really well, and storytelling really works, uh, where it touches the heart and where we uh, we, we gasp with, with fear and laugh with joy and, and weep with sorrow with the hero. And as our heart is opened, where uh, we also accept the truths that are embedded in the story. Yeah, I, I understand. I see certainly in A Man Full Seasons that recurring motif that we see in Antigone, in Sophocles' play and, and in King Lear yeah. about this this perennial struggle between Caesar and God. You know, render unto Caesar things that are Caesar's, but don't render unto Caesar's the things that are not Caesar's. And I think that, that that's playing itself out, this battle about between the secular state and religious liberty. And for the mission, I mean, I, I'm always reminded of the uh, of St. Matthew's Gospel, where you, you, you can't worship both mammon and God, that you have to make that choice ultimately. And I do think that that's the real... Um, battle that's going on in the mission is between no do we worship mammon or do we worship the lord we do but there's also the the battle between the different jesuits and and those who choose to take up arms and to resist uh violently uh and father gabriel played by jeremy irons who um Mm -hmm. says no we won't go that route and he marches out with the in in just a a memorable scene oh, yeah. marches out with the with the faithful chanting uh, with the thurible and the and the monstrance, the monstrance. Uh, and they receive their martyrdom at the hands but then the jesuits who chose to take up arms also suffered but they don't receive the crown of martyrdom right because they took up arms against right. and they it's, killed their fellow again men. looking at parallels they, yeah. they those tempted in the gunpowder plot the Catholics, after years of persecution, tempted to violence, are not the ones that are in the canon of the saints, right? Um, exactly. Yeah. So let's. This brings us to, to, to the final one of your of your five selections that requested that I've requested of you. Your five favorite movies and are, are all are altogether lighter fair should we say groundhog day what why is this on your list yeah groundhog day is a, is a great comedy again there's some language in this in this film and and younger viewers um might 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 be offended but you know th- this is as part of movie going i guess you have to to deal with um but there's there's nothing there's no explicit violence or sexuality if, if i re- as i remember but it's it's a it's a great comedy in which uh, the hero is a, is a grumpy um, person who's uh, sort of mean and ugly and, and rude to everybody. And he has a kind of a curse wished upon him in which he wakes up and it's the same day every day. And he gets the chance to live that day over and over again until he learns his lessons. Uh, and the uh, the circumstances, therefore, for lots of comedy to, to, to come out is, is great. Bill Murray plays it with his usual deadpan expression. And it's terrific. But the the great thing about Groundhog Day is this idea that we get to live it over and over again until we learn our lessons. There's something purgatorial about right, the whole exactly. thing. Exactly, it's like purgatory. Um, yeah, and so he he wakes up and he's despairing and he has to do this over and over again. Then finally he realizes, hey, if I've got the same 
if I'm immortal, I can live. He can't kill himself. Okay, right, he tries right. to kill himself a couple of times and he can't. He keeps living the same day over and over again. But at the heart of the movie, what he really learns is it's not just a sappy story about well, he's learned to be a nice guy. There's lots of movies like that. Uh, but in the heart of the movie, he actually learns to love. Uh, yeah. And he learns forgiveness. And again, it's not in your face. It's not preachy. It's all done with a light touch and, and, a, and a funny sort of um, sort of twist. But that's really what he's learning. He's yeah. learning forgiveness and he's learning to accept forgiveness and he's learning to love and to give love. And I think in a world that the, the sin of cynicism is so rampant, uh, a movie which is really about someone overcoming that, that that cynicism is something which is refreshing in itself it's so it's actually countercultural in our sort of um nihilistic age it is and groundhog day was the first movie that i can remember where it was well acted it was well written it was funny it was heartwarming and it was delightful in so many ways but there was this um strong positive theme running through it a theme which is a christian theme even though it wasn't explicitly religious and a good number of movies uh, in the wake of groundhog day were able the writers were able to do the same thing and to weave in a good strong theme in the midst of a movie which also made you fall on the floor laughing right well that's always a good combination all right gravitas and levitas and on that note, um, we just to quickly recap, uh, I've been asking Father Dwight Longenecker, my guest, to be commenting on his five favorite movies. And he named uh, The Shawshank Redemption, uh, Gladiator, The Mission, Man Four Seasons, and Groundhog Day. And we've had a delightful uh, time discussing those. Father Dwight, thanks so much again for joining me. Well, thank you. And this has been Joseph Pierce, and you've been listening to another Faith and Culture podcast with the Augustine Institute. Please do join me next time. Until then, goodbye and God bless. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Faith and Culture with Joseph Pierce. Faith and Culture is a production of the Augustine Institute. For more information, please visit us at faithandculture.com.